technique and drills make you go faster, not getting fitter and fitter and fitter. More technique, more downwind, and honing skills. You're never too old to change bad habits, and you're never too old to learn new ones. I can teach you all the mistakes. I've had so many mistakes in this life of mine, long life, paddling life, and why should you make the same mistakes when I've already been through there, done that, bought the t-shirt a number of times, Hi there, welcome to the Coach Tulupski podcast. These episodes are taken from Oscar's live interactions with his Oscar's club members and are great for anyone looking for insights into paddling faster and having more fun. Okay, now we are live in Lake Michigan, in fact Leland, and we're actually live. So this is my, all my students and uh, I've actually got one of my students that do, do my online coaching here, Jane Easy. Oh, she's doing the online program. Yeah, she's doing oh, the online program. Okay. So, so what happens is that here I am teaching. Here's my boat set up. And look at that. Gene and Tim and all the boys. There we go, Jack. Beautiful. And we've got really good downwind. And uh, another place, part of the world. Funny enough, yesterday was pouring with rain in the morning. Cleared up in the afternoon. And I took all the people in doubles. Um, so it was a lot of fun. And today I'm going through theory, so I might as well answer a few questions and teach my students as well as you how to improve. Um, the big thing is, uh, Nick here from TC Sersky, he said, no, 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 let's go. the weather's so nice, let's go and paddle. But what I said to him, I said, no, these guys need serious amount of help. And if I put them out in the water now, and this is the problem with all my students, if I put them out in the water now, they're not ready, and then I have to undo even another hour of bad coaching. So what I'm going to do is, uh, as when the students get back, I'm going to um, go through all my drills again, so you'll watch those, how I explain them, and uh, I think you'll have to... You'll have to hold the camera like I think like that because I don't. You can't actually spin it around. Okay. So I'm going to answer some of these questions are pertinent for everybody. Here are some questions I've got from uh, Folkebra. Ha! I've heard the water is really cold in Lake Michigan. You are right, especially when you go deep into the lake. On the on the edges, it's not bad. Uh, the water temperature now, Folke, is about um, eight degrees C, so it's pretty chilly. So I'm 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 wearing a paddle skin. Uh, which so uh, you can just sort of do a whole lot of layers underneath as opposed to a wetsuit. A wetsuit takes a little bit of time to dry. Therefore, I used to wear wetsuits. They're a bit restrictive, uh, take a long time to dry, and take, it's very hard to put on and off. Where a uh, paddle skin, which is like a dry suit for surf ski paneling, which is very light, easy to take off, easy to get back on, and very much uh, uh, dries in about an hour or two, especially in, uh, in good weather. So that's the reason, that's what I wear. Uh, how easy it to get a good baler retrofitted on a boat, on a surf ski? It is quite difficult on an old surf ski because what happened in the old surf skis is they had a gap between the bottom of the foot rest, uh, foot well, and the hull. Depends what boat you had. The boats that um, are made modern, normally your, and you can see in this boat here, is that the, the actual, the bottom of the, Foot well is right against the bottom of the of the of the uh, the hull. Therefore, it's easy to do. Oscar Nelson from Brazil. When you talk about low cadence in videos and training plans, what cadence range should I paddle? That's totally up to you. 
if you're going to paddle a long paddle and you've got a good technique, your cadence will be around mine. Mine's about 90 strokes per minute. That's mine. Um, and depends, as you go faster, your cadence goes up. But your cadence must go up faster related to your speed and not related to your cadence going higher and higher and your speed doesn't go faster. So that's very important, the correlation between your cadence of your, of your paddling stroke completely against your speed of your boat. And you'll find the best paddlers in the world have got a low cadence. Not because they've got a shorter paddle, and not because they've got a longer paddle, it's because they've got a good technique. Remember, if your paddle is in the water a long time, even though your paddle stroke might be short, what you're trying to do is get your boat to go a long way forward and not your paddle come a long way back. Okay, and we're gonna work on that later on. Another question is, Vicky Bexler, I recommend a heart rate monitor and GPS device. I read that watches which do both are not accurate for GPS when paddling. Yeah, so understand that if you've got a GPS, and, and I really recommend that because most of my training is on math, which is very much to do with heart rate. So I've got a Garmin Phoenix 5X and a Garmin 3. The reason why I've got two is one tells me all my data and you have to have a chest strap. You can't use them off your wrist. It's not accurate up with the water and everything affects your readings. So you want, to, you want a chest strap and I've got that on all the time. And the reason why I've got two uh, heart rate, uh, two uh, devices on my boat is one is for navigation and the other one gives me all the information. All the information I want to know is my speed to see that I'm going actually fast. Second, how far I'm going. Heart rate's very important because you don't want to be going slow with a high heart rate. You want to be going slow with a lower heart rate or fast with a lower heart rate and then uh, time. So four things in my thing, heart rate, speed, distance, and time. Very important. And the other one gives me my bearings. That's why I have uh, uh, two heart rate, uh, two uh, garments, and I always monitor my heart all the time. Another question is uh, from Steve Orrick, worked on a question, uh, interval workout, drill, or math session schedule, what order should it be done? That is, should the drill or the math be used as a warm-up or as a finisher recovery? So the question basically, in some of my online courses, I say, always, I like doing math most of the time, okay? So I'm doing math most of the time, which is maximum aerobic function, 180 minus your age, and that is basically warm-up, recovery, and paddling. So when you're doing an interval session, you want to do your warm-up at math, your intervals flat out, and then afterwards also at math. In the interval, when you're doing an interval session, you always want your heart rate to get back to under 100 if you if that's a, a measurement, but you actually want to really rest up. If you're doing explosive intervals, in between the explosive intervals, you want to rest properly so you get maximum effect. I only do interval sessions maybe one or two times a week. The older you get, the more it hurts your body if you do it more than that. So math sessions are much better to be done most of the time, so 80% of the time. And that's the new theory and it's actually working and works for me. I don't get injured all the time. Next question, uh, interesting, experience before going to Molokai, how much experience do you need to go to the Molokai? Everybody's dream is to go to the Molokai, some people's dream is just to paddle, Greg Green was here, he did the Molokai this year, you've done it as well? Yeah. Uh, Nick's done the Molokai. Again, it's, it's, it's what are you trying to get out of the, out of the Molokai, it's, it's obviously on everybody's list 
to um, to do the Molokai, which is sort of a 53-kilometer downwind race, hopefully. But again, if the weather doesn't play ball, it can be a headwind. So the winning time has gone from three, this year was three hours 11, and one of the winning times I did was five hours 30. So it's, it's, it's a, and I won the race at five hours 30, so you can imagine some of the guys were doing along, because then you have, we had a straight headwind. So it really is what you want to achieve. Most people will finish the Monica if they do a few basic things. First thing is, go on a very stable boat. Again, and secondly, just have the stamina to last four or five hours in really rough conditions. So you want to be, like we did yesterday in that rough conditions in the Lake Michigan, you want to be, when you paddle in those kind of conditions, it must feel like you're paddling on a flat lake. So that's what you have to have. So have the stamina and be able to paddle in rough conditions. And then having a wide boat gives you confidence to get good. Okay. Okay, so now I'm seeing, uh, bring on camera, what, watching? <laughs> bring on camera, what does that mean? Okay, so, so these are to my students. So there's James, our student. You can, inter- you can get, what do you mean? I'm just gonna introduce you and say, here's Jane. <laughs> there's a fellow student. Hi. She's, she uh, went into Lake Michigan yesterday and did very well. And now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go through the biggest mistake that most people make and most coaches make is they want people just to go paddling. You have to do the schoolwork and the homework before you go paddling. Otherwise, you just paddle and practice bad, bad technique. So everybody talks about practice makes perfect. Doesn't work like that. Practice makes permanent. So if you practicing permanent, excuse my language, shit, it's gonna get worse. It's not gonna get better. So you've got to practice the correct methods okay so i've just talked about how the the paddle stroke works and again if i was a coach like most other coaches you just go and paddle and i'll come here next year and you'll still be the same and for the so what you got to do is break down the forward stroke into small parts wide boat okay thanks so wide boat is it is <laughs> hi jane okay they, they're talking to you so people are talking to me here okay so the whole thing what happened to me why I invented all these drills to work through the through uh, um, how to paddle properly is that if you go to any other sport golf tennis any sport if you type in how do I play tennis you will find there are hundreds of videos you can watch how to do freestyle how to do butterfly if you go and type that in paddling unless it's my drills you can find nothing because the only way you're going to undo your bad habits and learn new habits is by, by breaking down the stroke into small little pieces. So when Roger Federer is practicing tennis, he will go and just practice the backhand and he'll perfect that and then he'll practice the forehand. So what I did is I developed these drills which takes in every body part and it takes in the catch. There's three catch drills, one-hand catch, two-hand catch, catch and pull. Then every body part, top hand, elbow, shoulder, core, legs. So every part of the body, because there's no way I can undo what I've seen so far, by the way, these students are learning. Some are new and some are, have got bad habits. But the bottom line, there's no way you can learn everything at once. It's like golf, believe me, and Nick's trying to perfect the game. 
You don't get given golf clubs and a ball and go and play. Believe you me, it'll take you a long time before you, you find your balls and keep on going because you'll lose all your balls and they go into the bushes. So you actually want, when you start playing golf, you start with small little shots and you slowly build into hitting longer shots and chipping and putting and all that. So it's the same thing as here. You've got to learn how to do the catch properly. You've got to learn what the top hand does in your stroke. Again, I don't expect people to paddle all like me. You've got to take your own technique and put it into your, my, 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 um, my drills into your technique. Okay, so you, it's like anything. You'll see Roger Federer's got a completely different style to Novak Djokovic, but they've all got the same basics. And what the same basics that we want to all do is we don't want the paddle to go past vertical, and we want to use our body and our big muscles, legs and core. What is the time? Okay, question. Cadence paddling session. Sequential increase speed of the math heart rate, then varying paddle length. Apparently need flat conditions, which I don't have this past week. What's the goal? It seems it's like adjusting gears in a bike, trying to find optimal length and cadence. 100% Steve. So the question was here, what is the optimal cadence? And when you do a cadence session, which I like doing a cadence session, so you're doing it on math. So you're trying to keep your heart rate the same and you adjust your paddle length to see how much longer or how much shorter and what the effects on your heart rate and your boat speed. It's very important to understand that. So when you're doing a, cad a, a cadence session, what I'm always trying to do is trying to get my cadence to go down, speed to go up. So I can do it in two ways. Put more pressure on your paddle or lengthen your paddle. But then if your paddle gets too long and it's too difficult to pull back, your heart rate will go up. Okay. So that's why it's very important. The cadence session is really interesting there. And Steve, you can actually do these cadence session in rough conditions when you're good enough to do it. So again, but again, you if you're going against the wind and with the wind, it's going to be different. But again, you've got to actually work it out because I want people to be aware of what their cadence is so that you, when, you, when you're in racing mode, and that's why when I do a video analysis, I want three videos for my students, one from the front, one from the side, paddling at math, and one going flat out. Because what happens with most people, when they go fast, they're trying too hard, the first thing that goes out the window is their technique. And they wonder why the faster they try and go, the slower they go. And that happens to a lot of people. I hope that uh, helps Steve. So we can't be too far away from you, just a bit north. He's from Texas. Texas, yeah. Yeah, so how far is that drive? It's doable. Yeah, a couple of days. <laughs> We've got people from Colorado. Colorado. They've driven all the way here. So students from all over the place um, and, and learning. And Jane, do you, how far is your drive, Jane? Not very far. Eight hours. Oh, eight hours. Was, has it been worth it so far? Okay, so there you go. There's only one answer. You can't, can't have any worse. You got the right answer. It's, a, it's only one answer to all my questions. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go back teaching. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hand the camera and see if um, Nick can hold the camera and show what I'm going to do. And you can all sit down there and I'll do. I'm going to be talking on the camera and talking to you at the same time. This is, it's called multitasking. Multitasking. And here you can see, this is my four-piece paddle. 
and works fairly well. You can see I used, people asked, how do you put it together? I just used um, clear packing tape from Gorilla. Okay, so I'm gonna, I wonder if you, can you turn it around? Let's see if I can turn the camera around and see what happens, then you can. Can you do it? Should be able to, right? Is that, wor is that still working? Can anybody give me feedback while I, so then least, uh, is that working? There's the man who's gonna hold the camera, is it working? Hello everyone. Is it working? There's TC Swirsky, you can see, oh he hasn't got his shirt on, oh he's got his cap on. Okay, so I think it should be working, let's see if, see if it works, okay, face me. Okay, so as, as I said before, I'm going to show you all the drills that we're gonna work on and work through all the time. Okay, the first drill is one-handed catch. The reason why I introduced the one-handed catch is basically because people do this. They really mess up their stroke by doing this. The one-handed catch, you rotate and just drop it. Keep your elbow in. I don't want to see this. So keep the elbow in, there we go. That's the one-handed catch. You always do them on one side. Okay, the next one is two-handed catch. Remember, always from default. First rotate, and then drop it in. Same on the other side. First rotate and then drop it in. You can see it still stays parallel. Still stays parallel. Okay, the first moving forward drill is the catch and pull. Very important in three parts. First part, and this is the most important part, because this is what I see people doing, they catch and pull. The first thing they do is this. If I do this, my shoulder doesn't go forward. Look, there. Okay, that's the first part. Rotate. Second part, bury the whole paddle. Just keep it parallel and I bury the whole paddle. Look at the other side. There, keep it and bury the whole paddle. Okay. Third part is I only want to pull this paddle back inches, I better work this. 12 inches or I don't know, 30 centimeters. Just back there. Back there. Because too many people put the paddle in here and take it out there. What I want to do is break bad habits. I want this pedal to go in forward and only pull a little bit and back out. So same on this side. In, forward, past my toes and just pull a little bit back and back out. So I want to change your whole thing. To break it, I want your, your stroke to go from there to there as opposed to what it is now from here, I can promise you, to there. Okay. So everything we're trying to do is breaking bad habits. Okay. Next one is your body parts. It's very simple. Top hand, elbow, shoulder, core, and legs. That's all that is involved in that. So the top hand, this is the hardest uh, drill, the easiest drill to do, but the hardest to break bad habits. Because what happens to people is they do this. So what we want to do is lock our elbow into the side of our body the whole time. We straighten the right arm, and we always brace, and when we brace, my blade's on the water and I'm putting my weight on that blade. And what I said, your blade must be on the water and there must be pressure on that blade all the time. So I'm actually leaning here when I'm doing the brace and I'm pushing down here when I start. So they start the stroke. The first thing you must realize is I must watch my top hand. Don't watch where your paddle goes and watch your top hand. And this will happen. Look at my leg, my knees, there, and again, back. And I'm watching my top hand, there and back, look at my legs working, there and back. Now what you will do, and again I'll show you this side, 
this, and I'm watching my hand. If I watch my hand, it'll go well. But this is going to be you. I hate to tell you, this is what he did. You're watching here and say, how am I doing, Oscar? Oh, what happened there? Because that's what you've been doing all the time, so that's going to happen. Okay, so there, and feel it locked in. And you can see what happens to my leg. Okay. Next hand is locked elbow. Locked elbow. Again, this is where you're going to really work on bracing. Locked elbow, bracing. And my body weight must be on the brace. And when I put this pattern, I want my body weight to be on. Now, I don't pull back. I push down. And again, in by my toes, out by my knees. Okay. Remember, it must be 90 degrees, not like this. So it's 90 degrees and I push down. You'll see the top paddlers in the world. You'll see all their boats should be doing this. And they do this slightly. Left to right. That's because they're using their body weight on the paddle every time. Okay. So using the blade and your body weight make yourself go forward as opposed to being this side you want to be on that paddle push down and back push down and back the next one's a shoulder shoulder because too many people paddling like this how much rotation have i got zero but i introduce the shoulder and again always to the brace remember brace weight on there watch my shoulder look at my legs when i've done this and I just pull my shoulder back, and look at this, and look at this, yeah. Now I'm getting rotation. Now look at that side, again, always in the brace, watching my shoulder, pulling my shoulder back, watch my legs, there. This is funny, it's one of, one of the hardest drills to do. People can't even do it with, even without a boat, okay? Next drill is default. So the first drill, of it, there's two, two parts. The first one is here. I hold this paddle against my chest, hard against my chest. Remember, not gripping my blade, or pulling like that, and I paddle. Now watch what happens. I cannot mess this drill up. I do look like a penguin, and you want to do this at night, maybe, but um, it's 100% parallel. It's pulling against my PFD or against my chest. It will stay. And look at my legs working. So when you're doing this right, you know your legs work automatically without thinking about it, okay? Then paddling at default. We've already talked about it, but now we actually have to paddle at default. Paddling at default, keep this paddle about 30 centimeters, which is, I think, 12 inches. My conversion, 12 inches. And we leave it there. Now, what we want to do is watch our shaft now. From there, put it in, pull, and pull. And you can see this is absolutely parallel, because I'm watching and making sure it's parallel. There, there as opposed to what you'll be doing is trying to use your body. And this is not parallel, I'm not even awake in Lake Michigan. Okay, we want to keep it there, and feel there, and there. Okay, now we can understand what happens if we're using our body if our elbows are locked in and if we're at default. Talked about it, but we are at default, we're using our hips and our legs are working, okay? Now, the legs is one of the hardest drills to perfect and it's the most effective to increasing your speed and your power is using your big muscles so what we're trying to do is go like that put the paddle in and drive hard with my knee down my hip forward but what we don't want to do and what most people do when they think they're doing leg drives is push their bum into the back of the seat so as you get better people push hard into the back of the seat and if you push hard into the back of the seat you get a hole in your ass in the wrong place yeah, I can promise you that's what happens to me. So what you're trying to do, 
is pull your seat, pull your bum off the seat. So what we're trying, we talked about it earlier on, what you're trying to do is lock this paddle in like that, and if I rotate it now, lock this paddle in, and what I want to do is drive my leg into the blade. That way, pulling my bum off the seat and forward. And if my bum gets pushed, pulled off the seat, and when I last checked and we, we talked about where they have to pull back, my hips are connected to my feet. So if I pull them forward like this, everything's going forward, and so is my feet. So now, if you push with your leg drive, and you do it incorrectly, if I push into the back of the seat, this is what happens. We don't want that. We want to be pushing the boat forward via our feet here. So what we're trying to do is like a pole vault. We're putting it in there and trying to lift ourselves up and forward. So both my hip gets pulled forward. So I'm concentrating when I'm driving my legs to pull my hip forward, which is connected to my feet. And both feet are going forward. One is just going harder than the other. And that's why you get the leg drive like that. You get one's hard enough. So basically what we're trying to do is pull my bum off the, off the boat. It pushes against the, the footrest and pushes the boat forward. So that's where your drive comes from, the footrest and not sitting on your bum. It comes from the footrest driving the boat forward. That's what we're trying to make happen, okay? So your leg drive, you want to concentrate on driving this blade so you pull your bum off. Remember, this is millimeters. It's just a little bit. You just want to make sure that you're not pushing against the back. And believe me, I've done it often. When I paddle badly, I do get up. And you do 60 kilometers the wrong thing, you both serious. And you can see the scars in my, I won't drop my pants right now. <laughs> but uh, you can see the scars are still there for many years of paddling the wrong way. And of course, everywhere you sometimes you do it. And I really get cross when I get a sore bump. And I know I haven't. So you just try and pull yourself off, okay? So that's leg drive again. You're bracing every time. You're making sure that you've got the, the power and, you, and you're just pulling your bum off and you can see this. So you always got to think, do I, what makes this drill work for you? Do I feel that my hip is going forward, right? Or do I feel that I'm pulling my bum off the seat? So it's something, again, there's always this light bulb moment to make it work. It's like I try and tell people, don't push their hands forward, push your shoulder forward. Oh, that's good, that, that, that works, you see, as opposed to pushing your hand forward, okay? So those are important things. And again, notice, I don't paddle out here, I'm paddling out here, always rounding. Okay, so once you've done all the body parts, guess what? The next drill is exit. Exit drill, very simple again. Rotate, again, go in, pull hard, when you get to your knee, Take the power off. That's the secret of the exit. Is not to be pulling, 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 because that's what Okay, so pull, 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 till you get to your knee. Let the power off and just practice this. And understand when I lift my hand up to my elbow, I'm in default straight away. Now, what happens to a lot of people, and I've seen, I mean, watching a lot of videos, is they pull like that, they get here, and their next movement is. doesn't it's made. So you get a good exit. All you have to do from that exit is just rotate again. Look at that, I'm in the same place. Okay, so the exit, stop the power. That's the, the secret. There and out to, into, the, into the next uh, stroke, okay? The last drill 
for your for your technique is elbow to knee. Now this should happen automatically. Again, everything I'm trying to do here to make it easy for you when I'm not there. So the online coaching people, they, they, they get the videos and all that. There, it's called elbow to knee. If I rotate properly, look what happens. I don't have to think about anything. My elbow touches the knee, and then I go. Pull, and now I'm paddling properly, there. And this is pretty much close to how I paddle. There, there. Okay, so you see how simple that is? Again, if I do this, morning, I do this, the only way I'm gonna get my knee into my elbows is maybe do this. No, no good, okay. So, and what, happen, what I see a lot of people doing, and you'll see, if you do this, and go up, then you have to go back down again. So that doesn't look like a good stroke. Okay, so that's, that is basically all my drills that, we, that relates to technique. We're gonna work on a few other drills, which is your bracing drills, your taking your feet out. Because a lot of people, yesterday I saw this, when they wanted to put their paddle, their feet back in the water, back in the boat, they did this and this. And, they, and, and it's like that. Okay, so one of the drills you must learn, and this is interesting for a few people, is you start here and you paddle. And I want you to paddle and not paddle, not stop there, 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 there. Because I've got to break these bad habits of people stopping paddling. Okay, so you must never stop paddling. Remember, your paddle must be on the water at all times. Never out the water, as, as I said before, you only wine at this stage if I catch your paddle being out of the water. Because it's the only way, because if your paddle's on the water, you cannot fall out. And if wherever your blade is, that's where your weight must be. It's wherever your blade is, that's where your weight must be. So you've got to really concentrate on having your body weight on the blade at all times. Wherever that blade is touching the water, that's where your weight must be. That's a very important part of paddling. So when I'm paddling here, when I'm paddling my forward stroke, my weight on here. So I can't fall out. And then when it's going this side, my weight transfers to that one side. Okay? So I'm using my body weight, and if I've got weight on my blade, I can't fall out. Because when the paddle's in the air, I've got no weight anywhere. The only thing I've got waiting for me is the water. And I'll be swimming. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always weight here when I'm bracing, weight here when I'm bracing, and starting paddling there. Okay? Any questions from the audience and from that audience? Anything there? Not yet. Not yet, but they're no, watching. No, no, I don't need any more. It's hard enough. <laughs> they've had enough uh, of my voice, these poor guys online. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'll be signing off to uh, my online coaches, and I've got my live students right here. <laughs> all enjoying it so far. Uh, so they're part of the act now. I'll talk about the online coaching data. James, our uh, new member, I've only got, I've got a very small amount of uh, students. Keep doing it like that until I make sure it's 100% everything works and all the plans are there and the people get good value for money. So I'm signing off to my online guy. I saw this, uh, Steve Noll was from, uh, from uh, Australia there and Cam actually was there from uh, New Zealand, so all over the world. Yes. Uh, some guys in Texas. It confirmed it's 21 hours drive from Texas. Oh, up here. 21 hours? Yeah. Come on, man. Could leave now. They could you be here for tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, 24 hours. Okay, Steve. We'll see Steve from Texas. And uh, thank you all the online guys. And we'll probably be chatting next week from this, uh, next week from Mill Fonts, uh, south of Lisbon. 
where there's a 27 kilometer downwind rake, which is part of the national Portuguese national championships. Haven't done any of those races. And again, I will do that on technique and uh, memory, not too much training. Hi there, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, if you want to join Oscar's club or get access to his free technique video series, you can do that by visiting coachtulipski.com.